0: You are listening to Personal Branding Exposed with Megan McNeil. Each episode, we'll explore different areas of personal branding and how you can build, maintain, and leverage off your own personal brand. Here's your host, Megan.
1: morning everyone welcome to personal branding exposed and i have got karen mcdermott with me and karen is an absolute wonder when it comes to books she is not only an author she's also a publisher she's done ted talks and she does retreats all around ireland she's just a wonder woman and on top of all that she has six children hey karen thanks so much for joining me how are you
0: hello megan i am really good thank you and thanks for having me on for a chat Uh, it's been a long time coming (laughs)
1: I'm super excited about this, Um, although I know a lot of people are probably going to have to stick the subtitles on with both of our accents this morning. Um, I just want to find out a little bit more about your journey and how you got into writing, because it's like nearly 40 books you've written, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I write in all different genres. I kind of use myself as a test on me, because when you're in publishing and growing a business or likely from, because my studies are in humanities, not in publishing, Mm -hmm. so As I've learned, um, so I I love writing. I caught the writing bug when I moved to Australia 13 years ago. But um, it was was then that I started to write and do kids books around my kitchen table with my kids. And um, to teach them about Australian animals and things like that. We used to draw them together and everything. We used to call them Mama Max homemade kids books. (laughs) I love that. So 40 books in 13 years yeah yeah so yeah I ended up writing and so published books yeah 40 but we've got lots and lots and lots and boxes sitting beside me actually in, of the homemade ones that we have done but we went through lots of faber Castle pencils <laughs> so many it's unbelievable but yeah my first novel was written in 2010 during NaNoWriMo which is novel writing month and um, where you sign up to write a novel a 50,000 word novel in 30 days. So 1,667 words a day for 30 days. And it's totally irrational of me to even consider doing it, but it was a calling that was really loud. I just had my fourth child, she was four weeks old. So as she was out breastfeeding, I used to use my other hand and type on the computer. And I even had missing keys and everything on my computer. I was, you know, it was just, a computer wasn't a priority. You know, it was, I was all into motherhood at that time. But it's funny how, the things bring you on the journey you know like we were here what two years at that time and like I would never written a novel but the call was really loud to write that novel so I answered the call and wrote it in 30 days I'd, I wrote a 50,000 word novel and it's called The Visitor it ended up getting published and it wasn't a, a, a positive journey it was kind of a negative publishing journey so but i took there was a quote at the beginning of the book that said from every negative situation is the potential for a positive outcome i wrote that quote and i was like i did not know that was going to be the essence of this publishing journey (laughs) but i took the positive out of it and i had learned a lot about publishing about different aspects of it so i went and done some additional research and the print and distribution channel that my publisher used opened an office in australia that very month and so i applied to become a publisher and said if i get this i'm going to help stories get told so that's the mission i've been on ever since and so i've that's had incredible. over 400 books get published probably more now goodness knows oh that's incredible and what was your first um, novel about it was called The Visitor and it was um, it was fictional, but it had my story woven into it. So um, before we moved um, from Ireland to Australia, I had a double miscarriage and it was really I was like, why me? I have two healthy boys. Why? Why am I having a miscarriage? I really wanted them. You know what I mean? And it was harrowing, lo- long drawn out miscarriage and so it affected me deeply. But and the taboo of it is come on just toughen up and get on with it and there was no support around miscarriage whatsoever you just need to suck it up and get on with life and i was like that's just so wrong but i wanted to know why this happened to me but i couldn't get the answer with um in, in medical and then one day i was sitting watching the view and it was very interesting because it was always abc kids that was on in our house never the view during the daytime but this day the view was on and Whoopi Goldberg. a um, had these guests on, they were reality TV guests, and they had just endured a miscarriage. And the woman was absolutely still distraught. You could see it. And it had obviously been aired at TV and stuff and Whoopi brought it up and then. So Whoopi turned her back to the camera and she said, I'm gonna tell you something that I tell all of my friends that this happens to. This was a visitor that came to tell you to get back onto the right track in life. And when you do, your gifts will come. And I was like, <gasps> That's why, because I, whenever I had, whenever I had my double miscarriage, I had been through a year of a year and two months of PTSD. So that's post-traumatic stress. And when and when you go through post-traumatic stress, you don't feel anything. You're just numb to life. You're just surviving every day. But when I had the miscarriage, I started to feel again because you know you when when you've been very numb, it's just like you. I woke up. But I call that my cocoon period. And when i woke up i I was feeling everything and life started to happen again and and i emerged as a butterfly so i just woke up not you know just with this almighty passion to help people and and i've been doing that ever since and that was before we moved from from ireland like after i had the miscarriage we got engaged we got married we got our visas to come here because we'd waited over two years for them we um so we, we we decided finished off our house and we moved we actually emigrated here before, and we got pregnant again the next month I, I don't know how because it wasn't you know but it it happened we have our rainbow baby and we moved here before she was born so it, it's it was an amazing story so i wove that story into a fictional novel and the messenger is is up in heaven and um well no it's he hasn't made it to because there's before his time and so um he comes down and visits five women who each have a miss all go on their own journey and he goes on his own journey so it's just I don't know where it came from <laughs> it came from that moment of hearing what we, it was just like an epiphany hit me and I says I have to share this story and I had been writing for Building Beautiful Bonds at the time as their organic writer and my articles were getting picked up by Universal Mind magazine but this it, I was like a blog post isn't enough about this i have to write a book so i did
1: and i think that's incredible because it's something you obviously personally needed to do because i think there's something quite like a, a release being able to write about something or talk about something that especially something so taboo, because like you said, it happens to so many more people than we're ever aware of to, you know, get it down on paper. You don't know how many people you probably impact and you'll never know how many people you've actually impacted with that story because it's, it's something like you said, it's not, it's not talked about enough and it's kind of swept under the the floor and it's, it's a hard one. And, you know, people don't know how to, to kind of bring it up uh, and you know what what's that conversation? so to be able to get lost in a story about it gives people their little sanctuary, I think so I think that's incredible that you took something very dark and a not a great time in your life to be able to bring light for other people. so that's
0: that's awesome, Karen. thank you. yeah, it was when somebody read it and they, they got got in contact with me actually a few people have, and they said, this story is it give my my heart the answer it longed for, and I was like, okay, job done, needed to do yeah. that. So then there was yeah. two others in the series. You know, I went on to write two other fictional novels, and then I went into children's books more, and then into non-fiction, which is where I hang out now. Awesome.
1: Now let's go all the way back to school. You're fifteen year old, fifteen years. And you're sitting there, staring out of the classroom window. What did you think you were going to do when you grew up?
0: I wasn't in the classroom. I was down in the arcade with the boys from the tech college and naughty and screaming <laughs> school and that's the truth i went to an all-girls convent school and um i really did not engage with the learnings in in the convent school i just didn't it was just all rules regulations and prayers and it just didn't connect with me plus my english teacher he he i used was very shy at that time and he used to make me read out loud in class and when somebody who's got um you know whenever somebody makes you do something you don't want to do and you go all blushed, well. The, the the words jump around on the page so it's amazing that um I just never knew what I wanted to do Um I was always very curious always had an adventurous spirit and I was always um goodwilled I, I never did anything really bad but I um I know whenever I left school I left school straight away as soon as I could and went and worked in a factory and um, checking tights for holes would you believe <laughs> and but it was the community you know the, the the people around the table used to have so much fun you know just t- chatting and checking and whatever and that was only for a few months and then i moved on but i always ended up being the boss in whatever job i got i also end up being the manager and i was like wow I must have really good leadership qualities So. Um, I went, ended up being a supervisor over a high-risk area in a factory. But when I had my first child, when I was nineteen years old, who's still and who's amazing, he um, when he went to school, because um, it was shift work, I would have to. In Ireland, you know how cold it is, Megan. It's like bitter cold, and even on the snowy mornings, having to lift him out of bed, bring him out to my mum so we could get the school bus from there to go to school, it just didn't align with my values. So, I decided I was going to leave that job and which was a really big thing because usually you go into those jobs and you stay there for a lifetime yep. but, <laughs> but I decided to leave and I actually applied to go back to, to school and um, I did an access course which had English literature and history and oh my god I just excelled in it because I wanted to do it I had teachers that were engaging and interest I was so interested and then I went on to, to do a diploma in humanities as well so I just caught the learning bug then, so I was an adult learner, so to speak. I was always very smart. I passed all my GCSEs, but I didn't have any key interest. I suppose because publishing was never an option, you know, and writing was blocked because I didn't engage with my writing to English teacher. That's
1: an interesting theme on, on this show that everyone that I speak to, because everyone's always really interesting, hence why they're on the show, um, yeah. I ask the same question, and either people are 100%, they've always known from day dot that this is the path they were going to take, or a bit like you and I sitting in class going, I don't really know what I want to do, because the jobs that we ended up doing didn't exist in the, the school arena, they weren't doctors accountants hairdressers tradespeople like you know things that they tick off and they put on the blackboard for you it's not till you get into the real world and you start doing things that you start ticking off what
0: you do and don't like so it's mm-hmm. um i love that journey for everyone yeah absolutely it's always it's and it's a it's like a unique kind of fingerprint for everyone we all have our own and it doesn't have to be the same you don't you know the way in in Ireland you would be you go to school you do your A-levels you go to university that that doesn't have to be the way you know like I've been very successful but because I have followed my own um, journey and allowed myself the grace of that you know yeah and
1: I think education is education is not just a qualification that you get from school and university education is absolutely everywhere and with the internet now there's not there's, well, there's pretty much n- nothing I can't think of any things that you can't learn through a YouTube channel or a blog if you put your mind to it you know, you've got to want to have that want to you know learn more about it if you want the actual piece of paper that says you can work in it yeah sure you've got to go to university but yeah education is so readily available for everyone now I love that
0: absolutely and when you're interested in something I know for me personally if I am interested in something I can learn in five in one year or even in six months what I could learn in five years at school do you know what I mean because I just want to absorb the information and because of like when we were at school you went to libraries and you got books and there was no internet you know thing. Yep. <laughs> kids are you know just good to go to google and find out things and you know it's it's amazing you know and even now like i find out a lot or or, you know find out the people who the books you know it's amazing and really exciting how you can absorb information at your at your own pace when you want to no. yeah
1: I love that Um. so how did we progress from so you've written this book which is amazing and then you've gone into there's a couple in that series then you've gone into kids books but at this point you're still working for another publisher is that right no, I never worked no, you'd for started your
0: publisher. own yeah well, oh you I started worked, from yeah. scratch mm, started from scratch so um I after the visitor um I I set of my own publishing company and do you know what was funny, and I only share this because it's this. Um, it's the same um, journey as the the founder of Booktopia, Tony Nash. Whenever we had our conversation in in Paris, we had a, and um, we both discovered that we had we did exactly the same thing to start our business. So I said i because obviously I was a mom of four at this time. and but i had this passion to grow a publishing press totally irrational like how like what the hell but i thought it was going to take i said i set a goal I want to build a, a million dollar press okay like what what right did i have doing that you know i should have just been content being a mom at home no i have to but it was really important to me to have share stories it's like this calling this mission and so um I started I said right what can I do just to move forward so I registered m- my press I started helping people get published for nominal fees I actually partnered with Koala. do you remember iKoala.com they're like, mm-hmm. they're like a Groupon and I put on publishing deals there to get cash flow into the business that was because I needed At that time, InDesign didn't have a subscription fee. You had to buy the whole package, install it. It cost $3,500. And that was a lot at that time. But for me, I set the intention with 50, $50 a week is what I was going to invest in this business to grow and get it off you know I wasn't going to take money out of my family's money I was going to do it this way I was just going to $50 a week and that's what I built it from and Tony Nash was the same he was $70 a week he set the intention I was like I took weekends off $10 a day Uh, it was really funny but um but yeah, that, it was the power of the intention. And I started to study the law of attraction as well at that time. But I never told anybody I just would do it for my own personal gain and use it in my own life to see how successful I could be applying these principles to my own life as well. Not just for business, but for, you know, if that I want to, to live by design, because one of my big core values is, is that I wanted to be there to bring my kids to school, to pick them up. If they're sick, to hang out with them. School holidays, like it's school holidays now. My kids are here with me. You know what I mean. That's the thing. And because they grow up so fast, like my eldest is 25 now, and I know that you know for the first six years of his life, I was dropping off here. You know, I wasn't engaged, or you know, there was so much of that, and that was just something that you did. So I chose that for these kids. uh, You know, whenever I started, because it was Dylan was 10 when I started to have kids again. You know, and I had one every two years for 10 years it was like insane it was just like okay so this <laughs> of them were all two years apart so I was like I want to be present I want to be a hands-on mum and um, and plus we were in Australia we didn't have any family around and so I just worked it all around that and everything just fell into place I think because I was so passionate about it um, and so efficient because I was so in, interested in the subjects that I was you know in what I was doing or so you know and and then everything I needed kind of came in front of me so I was really lucky in many ways
1: you weren't lucky
0: <laughs> you No made I didn't
1: yeah you did make it happen that's a lot of hard work that's not just starting a business that's starting a family and um, starting a business at the same time like (laughs) that's incredible to be able to make them happen and actually be successful and work hand in hand like I am I mean I'm a I've always had this thing since I read um, the filling the pool report that they did here in Perth about how the pillars of support that women don't have here that's why we don't get to CEO and boards executive levels um, as readily as men do because we don't have that support system and stuff and you know one of the big ones is that we don't have family support here and it's a big FIFO community so even if you do have a partner or husband they are sometimes away half the time as well and it's You know, we get sold this dream that women can have it all. You can have this great career and you can have families. But the reality isn't really like that because, you know, you've made a life by design. You're not working for someone to be able to have that great career and have the family. You've you've designed it around your family. And I think that's incredible because
0: that's that's the only way you can have it all, I think. Because then I don't feel that I compromise any of myself for success. And so there's so much fulfillment in that because I say you know, like everything, everything that I've been doing, like I work hard. I will not say that I don't work hard and I haven't worked nice, but it's, it's always building something and, and there's such a drive in that and such a passion driven in that, that you don't feel like you're working because you know you're creating and I love to create and I am a really ambitious. I will say it now I love and um, being ambitious, but I love being ambitious, not only for me, but to inspire others of what's possible when you push the boundaries, like, and I push the boundaries of, of lots of things, you know, but whenever you yep. show up authentically, you know, I show up authentically and I have the audacity to reach out to, to people. I like probably, you know, it, and just to connect with them on a genuine level. And I actually really and truly do build genuine connections with people because of you know just showing up as who i am because i think because after you come through ptsd you really are very focused on the positives you choose to have either you know to have a like that could have defined me for a lifetime had i chose that too but i chose no i focus on the positives and the icons in life and and make this a life to be proud of make this and you know life is an adventure it's there to be lived i want to show my kids you know you can have anything you want yes you'd have to work hard for it but life is an adventure so embrace that adventure you know you can be stagnant if you want that's a choice but it's a choice and you always have a choice and and one of the scientific facts that i absolutely adore is that you can choose it and you cannot have a negative and a positive thought at the same time you can only choose one so I always choose positive, sickeningly. So for many people, I am just so overly positive, you know, but, um, and I do have crap days, but those days I'll just switch off, clear my to-do list, go to the beach, you know, cause I know what it takes to keep my cup full so that I can fill the cups of others
1: yeah and that's really important um you know that point of being able to because you're one of your main missions and you know you're very motivated by helping others through what you do is that you know if you're not full there's no way you can start helping other people and i oh think that's God. underrated you know it's um resting is underrated you know taking time off having a family life balance work-life balance is underrated you know it's yeah. the, i i hate this whole hustle um, philosophy that there is because yes you got to work hard I don't think you know you can just wake up and at 18 you can have a really successful business I know there's a few um, you know success stories out there but for the majority of people you've got to go through hard times you've got to work in factories and check for holes first you've got to do the tough jobs you've got to do the crap jobs that you don't want to do forever because you know the skills that you learn there, are like teamwork you know if you had just started out on your own straight up would you have known how it was to actually work in a team and to be at the bottom to work your way up like you just you don't learn that when you just go straight to the top and I think that that's underrated as well that you can hustle as hard as you want but life experience is, you know 10 times you know, you can't you can't buy that that's just yeah. you
0: know it takes time absolutely it's all the journey isn't it 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 is absolutely the journey and I love the journey see I I set big intentions but I love the journey of making it happen so I think that's the difference and I also think of challenges differently than a lot of people It's because every challenge is up leveling me to the person I need to be to to so that when I get there it's just the next it just feels like the next step and so natural to achieve that you know what I mean so And it is we need to work smart. You know, we're here in this earth to continually evolve in cycles. But when we've evolved and accomplished something, there's a time we're supposed to stop and pause and just be, recharge batteries, you know, reconnect with those that are around you that have, you know, sacrificed some, you know, those kinds of things. You're supposed to stop and recharge, reconnect before then you go ahead and start on the next evolutionary process and and that's just life but i see so many people just then pushing on through you need to stop and smell the roses and go wow that's so cool (laughs) The back me. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, Enjoy. I think that that's um, the biggest problem with like when you look at imposter syndrome is that so many people don't really realize where they're at. You know, they're still looking yeah. at past glories from, you know, five, 10 years ago, things that they accomplished then. And they think that that's where they're still at. They've got no idea where they've at, how far they've come because you get so busy. And, you know, you lose track of where the next goal is. Where's the next chapter? We're like, where am I going? And so, you know, you don't think you're capable of it because you're still back 10 chapters ago. You know, that's, I think you've got, there's something in that stop and actually go, well done, I did that,
0: next thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, is, it is. so. it's so hard to watch it. And Do you know what one of my secret things is, Megan, is that I prioritize joy i prioritize joy because where there's joy there's success and that's why i've things happen faster for me like i enjoy what i do and i prioritize joy if i'm not enjoying something you'll see me stepping back a bit from it <laughs> you'll see that good because because if you're not enjoying what you do then it's going to be it's going to feed like a chore isn't it so you know Mm -hmm. I have enough chores waiting for me to do every day (laughs) I don't want to add to them in in my work life so when I show up I want to enjoy what I do and I've built my company up that I have you know when you start you're doing everything even the stuff you don't enjoy doing but you know it's for a reason and a purpose but as you grow then you get to stay in your genius zone so then you then people who can then who, who who like doing those other things that you don't enjoy doing so that, you know you're able to stay more in that, that zone of, of joy and it comes from mother because mother whenever I would go to the conundrum or anything whenever I was younger I used to say mom and she said do whatever makes you happy that's the answer do whatever makes you happy that was always the answer so I, I've always prioritized joy and happiness so it's not a brilliant gift to give your children. A, oh, yeah,
1: that's a great motto to live by as well. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a bit about the the TED Talk that you
0: did. Ooh. Did you know it was up to fourteen thousand? Last time I checked, isn't that amazing? After this will so, be up a few more. <laughs> I've got another um, we're doing another one on August 5th in Perth in at Media Stable so there's a whole bunch of us and um, yeah so that's going to be fun. And it's on my seven life principles so that's my next talk but the first one is, is on, own your story change your life and i'm going to tell you a, a bit of a knowing story around this or a manifestation thing this blew my mind when it happened but when i yeah. set the intention for a ted talk in 2020 i was like i want to do it in 2020 and then i um was, was chatting with someone and you know you, you have to apply for ted talks you have to go for interviews you have to do this that, and, that. and i said, like that's all so wonderful it's not how i do life really so i was just like just going with it or whatever and then i happened to have a conversation conversation and um and said listen I chatted with you and I really and couldn't wait to to come and ask you to be on my TED stage and I was like that's the coolest thing somebody's ever said to me so I said yes absolutely but it meant I had to be in Ireland in January 2021 what was happening you know <laughs> so there's no way I was going to be so we got closer and closer to the talk and I was like oh I'm just going to have to tell them I can't be there because I had to be on the stage so um, instead of going into self-pity, which I could have very easily done, I went and sat in my patio and just thought, what is my ideal scenario? Like, I know I have no right thinking about this, but what is my ideal scenario? And I just won the Change the World Award. And I was like, I'd love to do a woman event. I'd love to be able to do it from a stay in Perth. And I'd love to do it in 2020 because I set the intention for 2020. But this, was like August, you know, so, or it was even coming into September, and I said, like, you know. So the next day, I got a phone call. That was asking, it was it was, it was Karen. I've just offered a TEDx Women event. Would you like to to speak? You have to do it from a stage in Perth, and it's in six weeks' time. And I was like. <sighs> mind-blowing <laughs> the exact thing that i the three things and i was like i don't even know how that happened it was not even an option the day before but the very day after isn't that the most bizarre thing
1: i think um we need to have another conversation about your power of attraction
0: <laughs> um, well i write about them in in my books how i make things happen like some some amazing things that happen but if that was like wow wow yeah and it still is wow about that I was like okay that, that happened and that's good and people can learn from that and that's why I share it because instead of going into the oh poor me at a TED talk and I can't do it you know I ended up going no what would be my ideal scenario and so I sat in that energy for a little while and, and it manifested mm-hmm
1: it but it is it is interesting because um you know I, I think this law, law of attraction and everything, I think it's really interesting. I think there's a lot to be said of it because I think putting yourself in a positive mindset, you know, whether the actual outcome happens or not, you're always going to be much happier because the outcomes are you're just in a happier place. So, you know, everything's going to be better. Um, if you can do that, which I know is not always easy, depending on mm-hmm. what's surrounding you at the time. But there's also a lot to be said that like that phone call came because of your, like, you've got a very powerful personal brands. And obviously personal branding is my thing. Um, mm-hmm. Because... You know, that phone call doesn't come just because someone's sitting at home thinking, I'd really like to do a TED talk here. You know, you're you're on the radar for people. That's why these opportunities are coming your way as well. And there's and I think, you know, your positive mindset and your law of attraction attracts them to you. You know, even more intentionally, so that you're getting the right ones. And I think that's super important when you are thinking about positioning yourself and building your personal brand, because for some people, it comes really naturally. I mean, I always say it's kind of like going to a gym. Some people can walk into a gym and they just know what the equipment does, they can just get a six pack in six weeks and life is great. Other people will walk. In- <laughs> you know other people will walk in and kind of go oh they need help they need support and that's the exact same when you're marketing yourself because it's so personal and you know you're one of those people that very naturally does build your personal brand so you've got a six-pack personal brand let's let's call it that
0: um
1: yeah no i quite like that i'm gonna have to trademark that one i think um yeah. you know because you you just you show up so intentionally and just so authentically and I think that that's super important and you know a lot of people um, you know you're super busy you've started a business at the same time as having four kids at the time now you've got six you've not got enough space there to be another person and I think that that sometimes helps us to be a more authentic version of ourselves because there's just no room to you know be someone else and and sometimes when you know you've got no other distractions you're too busy trying to formulate who this person is that you're want to be and who you want to show up as and you're just create an actor like you're not it's not actually true to you so i think that you've done an amazing job to be able to attract these opportunities because you just you turn up as karen and karen's pretty awesome <laughs>
0: Well, Great. I have to be un- unapologetically me, and yes, I don't have time to be anybody else. So that what you see is what you get for me, you know. Yeah. And yes, I manifest, and I enjoy life, and I make huge things happen, you know. Like the Duchess of York is one of my authors, like that. And to build a, a rapport there, and get a 22 book deal for Serenity Press for that, is no mean feat. But it's because I showed up genuinely, authentically, with mm-hmm. the passion of sharing stories with the world. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, all of our, the, my other amazing authors who trust their stories because it's an absolute privilege to join people on a journey. It's not just about publishing a book, having it in your hand, and, you know, selling it to the world. It's about going on that journey because when you go on, on, a, on a journey of writing your book, publishing your you're not the same person when you get to the end of it. It's an actual self-development. So because my studies are in humanities, because I'm also an author. That's why I'm a publisher with a difference because I come at it from a different approach. You know what I mean? I see all of it, but I also have all of the connections needed and things like that to help people make the most out of their authorship. So that's why it's so important And I'm always learning, but I want to always be learning, <laughs> you know? I have to always be learning because if I'm not learning, well then I'm about to pop my clogs because, you know, but it's funny, meaning, on my bucket list, every single thing on my bucket list is ticked, isn't it? Amazing? You need another bucket. <laughs> yeah, like last week I got offered a the radio show was my last thing on my bucket list and I got it last week and I was like, wow, wow. but I'm just happy now and enjoying all of all of the fruits of my labour, if you know what I mean. I don't have any plan to write another bucket list anytime soon because I had a huge (laughs) boost now it's just about you know know, just being and enjoying it so yeah so what is next for you Karen
1: because your bucket list is completed you've got a very successful business you've um, now got your radio show the radio and yeah you've done a TED talk you want to do more of them like what's what are we going to start adding to the next bucket list or are we just going
0: to sit in it for a little while well, I'm writing at the moment, so as well as, you know, publishing, being in my genius zone, as, as in connecting with others and having that happen, which I love to do every day. But we're systemized now, so everything flows smoothly. and you know, So um, I'm able to to find time to write. So I'm writing um, my alchemy of life magics because everyone says, how do you do what you do, Karen? And we're in big books with uh, a US publisher at the minute, so that's all happening because um, my, my principles what I live by is mindfulness, intention, gratitude, love, and so I write to every one of those and um, book two actually I invite guests in and Elizabeth Gilbert is actually in book two because she wrote about knowing and then she um, allowed us to use it in the book which was amazing so I'm on I'm just about to finish book four in the series and um, yeah and then I'll be on to book five so my intention is to get those written and out there into the world amazing
1: okay before we finish up three books that you recommend that everybody should read it can be fiction non-fiction just three great
0: books okay god I have 400 in my head (laughs) (laughs) well one of the books that I read that kind of changed my life it's kind of like a one you know this is um you can heal your life they together because the secret is kind of like a wake-up call to understand that your thoughts create things um, and it's mm-hmm. a soft way and then louise um, you can heal your life is a beautiful um, amazing introduction to metaphysics and to know what that your energy like if you have an ailment in your bike if you have a sore elbow, there's a reason for that. So go and find the spiritual reason for your elbow hurting, and then do the affirmation towards that to rewire and trick your brain into thinking that that's you know whatever it is that's that's um, at the essence of that problem. And it blows my mind because I like an example of this is a few weeks ago, another ago. I had really bad stomach pains, and I I have had a stomach of steel of my life. I can eat whatever I want and everything. i was like no not my stomach (laughs) i I love (laughs) food, and and uh, but and i went to i was like oh louise hayes book so i went and looked at the name behind stomach issues and it was exactly spot on i was like wow so then i addressed the issue in my life that was creating the stomach problems and the pain went away there you go that's pretty incredible doesn't mean it I still took painkillers, you know what I mean, but the issue itself was yeah. resolved was, you know. So those two are are amazing. And then I'm just gonna say any any other book that draws you to it in Serenity Press KMD books. Or press. <laughs> there go. i'm gonna leave it wide open there i'm gonna put all of
1: the links to be able to um follow karen and to find out more about her books and the books that she's published um, in the, the the bio section so i've lost my words now i'm so into this conversation i'm gonna leave them all in the notes the show notes so you can find them if not you can definitely find karen on um on instagram karen mcdonald Karen McDermott publisher, and um, she's definitely on my page, so you'll be able to link through to her that way too. Karen, thank you so much for this chat. I enjoyed, I just, this was brilliant chat. I'm a little bit kind of dazed out now because um, I'm thinking about all the stuff I want to go and do and how i need to start thinking more positively and channel some of that good feelings um i was trying to think do i have anything sore in my body what issues what can i what or who can i get rid of that might help me but
0: i'm feeling okay at the moment <laughs> yeah that's it whenever you're feeling good just be grateful for that and you'll continue yep. and gotta change the super attractor
1: 100 <laughs> thank you so much karen i'll speak to you my pleasure. soon bye bye everyone Thanks so much for listening to Personal Branding Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, then please listen to some more, but also share it with your friends and leave a review. I'm a pretty new podcast, so that means quite a lot for me and I really appreciate your kind words. Social media, if you have any feedback or you just want to just want to chat really send me a message i'm normally found on instagram or linkedin they're where i like to hang out but i do have facebook if that's your thing and also on the website you can get my details there and you can get in touch Thank you so much for getting this far. If you want a little bit more though, these episodes actually go out live every Tuesday at 8pm Western Standard Time here in Western Australia at 8pm, which if you're in Canada or America, that'll be first thing in the morning for you so you can uh, listen over your morning coffee and if you're in the UK, it'll be over your lunch break. I speak to these amazing people every single Tuesday and they just expose their personal brands to us. They tell us what makes them tick, what motivates them. We hear their stories of where they've come from and where they are now and how they got there. There's loads you can take from this, lots of uh, motivation and inspiration. Like these people are awesome and they've really niche down. They know what it is that they're doing, so there's so much to take away from them. I have got this amazing lineup of people coming up, so make sure it's in your diary, 8 pm Western Standard Time and the podcast drops every Wednesday till next time